Welcome to the Families of Fintech podcast series. We are here today to celebrate the wins, raise awareness of the challenges and walk the talk for change across the entire financial technology industry. Today, we are joined by Stephanie Carr, Automation Architect at Metro Bank. Metro Bank are on a mission to become the nation's best community bank. And Stephanie is here today to tell us about her experience of working in the sector and what she's doing to support people working at Metro Bank. Stephanie, welcome. I'm super happy to have you here. Hi, Nadia. How are you? Yeah, really good. Excited. Excited to hear all about you. So it's brilliant to have you here. Before we get into you, just tell us a little bit about Metro Bank. So Metro Bank has um, just had its 12th birthday. Happy Um, birthday. Yeah, I've been at Metro Bank for three years and it feels like longer for all the right reasons. It's such a great company to work for and the culture is so inclusive and I'm just really happy to be here. I've got some brilliant colleagues and leaders. I just love the culture, love everything that Metro Bank stands for. It's like making me, I've got this huge, I know this is just a podcast, but I've got this huge smile across my face because... Isn't this what we we should all be able to say? Um, it is. It. it is. It's it's absolutely the exact thing that you should be saying about an employer. Absolutely. So look, you've been there three years. Tell us a bit more about your role, and and actually for those people that aren't in tech right now, what that actually means. So my role is I'm an enterprise automation architect, and my role entails building relationships among the automation team. I'm currently managing a couple of automation architects who are absolutely amazing. I've got some great experience that they've brought to the bank and working with business leadership, building and sustaining the automation team in a scaled, agile environment managing the bank's automation backlog. So I've been helping build the process landscape at the bank, not to sound too technical. No, love it. And it's great because you're reeling off so much stuff. And it's, I think, you know, when people hear just automating our architect, like they, they, it's difficult to understand exactly what that is. So it's great to hear all those different bits and pieces. Another thing that I think is really, really useful to hear is just learning a bit about your career journey and more specifically, like what got you into tech? Yeah, so I've predominantly worked in the utilities and most recently the banking industry. And I began my architecture journey around five to six years ago. And I've progressed from being a refunds advisor. So working in a financial environment in terms of cash operations. And then I've most recently progressed into the role of enterprise automation architect I was always really keen to move into the banking sector after my time working in cash operations as well as moving into an environment with the opportunity to work with technologies that can automate and optimize processes and I'm now in a position where I've got that environment to work in. Metro Bank are really supportive in your development and I've been given the opportunity to have exposure to different technologies that automate processes and I'm doing it in a a banking environment, which is even better. This is really brilliant to hear, like, you know, where, where, where you started, what the, the journey you went on, the steps you took, because I think it's, um, it's so useful to share that because people can be from so many different backgrounds and progress into the world 
that we work in, the world of financial technology. Now, I know you're a massive believer in removing stereotypes of this place as well. Um, I wanted you to share some of your thoughts around the stereotypes of our sector and debunking some of those as well. Yeah, so there's lots of stereotypes that we all face, women and men, that we, we still have to battle on a, on a daily basis. But just to provide some examples, some of the stereotypes that I have faced personally as a woman in this industry is, you know, that some of those are why you're not married yet, judgments over having tattoos, even judgment over my accent because I have a Yorkshire accent. And all three of those are quite offensive in their own right. I completely accept, you know, that marriage is something that people believe in and they do, and but it's not something I believe in. And I shouldn't be judged on not being married. And that shouldn't form someone's opinion of me. And again, with tattoos, they don't have an effect on how I perform in my role. They don't have an, an effect on how I progress in my career. So that, that shouldn't be something that somebody stereotypes me on. And again, my, my accent, and I do make fun of my own accent, and it is something that I do bring into into work because I have got a good sense of humour well I would like to think that I have a good sense of humour but it shouldn't be used as a measure for how intelligent I am I'm you know a big believer in in challenging those stereotypes and it's good to see we have more and more presenters on the telly don't we that are more regional than the generic kind of one tone so it's nice to see those improvements, but we still have a long way to go in all three of those areas. Totally agreed. And do you know what? No one's ever spoken about tattoos on this podcast. Can you believe it? We're nearly oh, really? 300 <laughs> episodes of the DEI discussions, and I have never, ever had the chance to say that I have 138 fairy footprints over my body. And I completely agree with what you said about tattoos it's really really interesting isn't it um I absolutely love how you've just called all of that out and it's just so important that anyone listening to this just stops for a second <clears throat> what what is your perception tattoos accents how do you initially respond and we've got to call it out and we've got to get better and you're so right we do have a long way to go taking that further um I know that me and you we've spoken about choices and, and choices from a life and career perspective and that people should be given the right to those choices just wanting yep. to share some of that with us as well please well let's use the the football and as, as an example I played football at school. I was called a tomboy and various other insults. That didn't stop me, but I was the only girl in the team in primary school. That was, um, it was hard work, but I did it. I got on with it because I loved football at the time. Um, when I went to high school, it wasn't an option and it should have been an option. And I, I'm 38 next month, so I, I would like to think I'm not that old, but, it, you know, it shouldn't have taken that long for it to be an option, should it? So it's great to see all the progress that women are making in society and sport. But that whole piece around having options, it should move, you know, move you forward in your career. You should have options. Um, as an example, coming back to work from having a baby I've got supportive employers I've got a supportive team I've got a supportive leader 
not ho- not all women have that. They don't have that choice. They leave work. They stop their careers. They go part time. It, it just there's a lot we can do in that space. Yeah, absolutely. And again, so happy that you're calling this out and getting people to think because there's too many times that we we do things how we've done it before and, and actually that's being really, really excluding and excluding of people and their and their circumstance. Um there's something else that you're doing that's inspired me to make a change as well. So I just wanted you to share it with us. You've done some rebranding from M parents to M family. So I just wanted you to explain what, what is M family now <clears throat> and what's what's behind all the rebranding of it. Yeah, so to, to provide some context, we have five network groups at Metro Bank that they're all amazing in their own right. And we all collaborate over the intersectionality between the network groups. But we, we have M Pride, Embrace, Women on Work, and M Body. And I'm now the interim chair of M Family, which was formerly M Parents. And as part of my kind of application to be appointed as the interim chair I suggested that we relaunch the network group um, in order to strive towards being more inclusive and I was coming at that from the angle of my own position as a single mother um, wanting a career but then also looking at it from the perspective of people in different roles so same-sex parents you know single dads Um, grandparents that are looking after children, um, family members that are looking after, you know, children that are not theirs. And I just wanted the network group to feel open in that respect. So we rebranded from M Parents to M Family. We revamped the logo and we've broadened our scope. Well, well done. And um, yeah, as I said, you've totally inspired me to make a change as well. So um, as most of the audience will know, part of uh, the entire suite of podcasts of FinTech with Nadia, the DEI discussions, we've got one that is specifically um, around family, but it is called the maternity and paternity stories of FinTech. And having had my original conversation with you, Stephanie, we are now changing our name to Families of FinTech. Oh, um, wow, that's so amazing. Yeah, yeah, so you've totally inspired us to do it. We've changed, um, we've already got the logo changed. We're changing all our posters. We're changing everything online. And we will be tagging you for the reason why we changed it. Because That's, you have- that's really oh, amazing. Wow. And yeah. I'm really glad that I've had that influence on you. Yeah, absolutely. Like always learning. And um, yeah, absolutely. it's been brilliant to learn from you. So just taking me to our last question. Um, what do you want more of for inclusion across our space? Me personally, equal pay. It's a big one out there. And it just it's mulling around and moving. But I don't feel like we're progressing in that space as quickly as what we should be. I would like to see a huge overhaul of the nursery fees issue it's a model that clearly doesn't work it doesn't support women who are wanting a career who are in the midst of their career it's not supportive in any way shape or form I'm lucky enough to be able to put my daughter into full-time nursery but what about if you're not in a position to do that what if you don't have you know a support network you should have 
the choice to have still have a career and have a family. Absolutely, Stephanie. And I think, you know, that's a wonderful way to draw this podcast to a close. And that's been so, super, super inspiring for me just to get to know you and to listen to everything that you've been sharing with us. And I have no doubt that people listening to this will be connecting with you and, and reaching out to you to learn more about you and your career. So thank you for joining us today on the Women of Fintech podcast series. Thank you for having me. Thank you.